listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Fired up Browns, and today we are recapping the Browns' week three victory against the Chicago Bears. So let's get into it. And the Browns won this one 26 6. Really good defensive performance, had some offensive struggles, not the best day there, but overall, pretty good game for the Browns. Again, especially on defense, you are facing a rookie quarterback. Chicago came out to a 3 0 lead in the first quarter and held their ground there. Chicago played pretty good defense throughout this, uh, but again, offensive struggles did help that. And then in the second quarter, Brown scored 10, Chicago didn't score, so we went to the half up 10-3, to and then the second half was a very dominant performance by the Browns, outscoring the Bears 16-3 to for a total score of 26-6. to And in this one, you look at the passing game, both teams had some struggles. Baker was 19 of 31 for 246 yards, had a touchdown, but he also went five, uh, had five sacks for 43 yards. And not, and a lot of that was not on him, a lot of those sacks, but he did have a lot of misses as well that did not help. So overall, not the best game for Baker. I think the stats give a worse outlook than what it actually was. He did struggle with his accuracy and ball placement in this one. But overall, I did not hate his performance. I didn't think it was terrible, as the numbers would suggest. I merely think he had a lot of pressure. I don't think Jedrick Wills was right. I thought there was some other issues with the Browns O-line struggling in general against a pretty good Bears pass rush. And it it's just disappointing in that sense, but... And you look on the ground, and it's not necessarily at, it's not nearly as bad. Browns averaged over five yards a carry. Nick Chubb, 22 carries for 84 yards. Kareem Hunt, extremely efficient day, really added up for the Browns here. 10 carries, but 81 yards and a touchdown. Baker added four for 31. And they were they did run a sweep to Odell, uh, where he got ten yards on it, and Dearness Johnson got a carry. Case Keenum ran the ball a few times for nothing, but yeah, overall pretty effective day on the ground. And I I thought really you had some offensive line pass protection struggles. You had Baker Mayfield missing high, but other than that, the offense was not bad. You just fix a couple things here and there. Nick Chubb didn't play his best game. You, you fix a few things here and there, and your offense looks pretty good. You, you obviously are without Jarvis for a little bit, but Odell w- looked fantastic in his first game back. Five catches, 77 yards on nine targets, but a lot of those ones that weren't catches were missed throws by Baker. And you, Peoples-Jones, only two for 39, but those two were pretty good. 
and it you can see that Baker hit some throws throughout the course of this game that he will need to make for the Browns to jump up to the next level, that Super Bowl contender level. A lot of really good back shoulder balls, just really placing the ball in a spot where only the receiver can catch it. However, he mixed in a bit more inaccuracy, and a lot of that inaccuracy comes by the fact that we had a lot less effective play-action game just because early on in the game there were struggles by Chubb to actually get going. So it, it, it took a little bit for that to get going, and that contributed to why, you know, 13 points throughout the first three quarters of this game really need to get that running game. But Baker showed the throws that he needs to be able to make are in his repertoire. That is a really important thing for him. He showed he can make throws that we will need him to make on playoff runs. Now, what we need is we need those throws that he made today, some of those back shoulder throws 20 yards downfield, 15 yards downfield, we need him to make those throws when he also has the play-action game going, when he has the rest of his game going. That's when we can get Baker Mayfield able to play with these top, top quarterbacks, the, the Mahomes, the Lamars, the Brady's, the Rodgers, those kind of guys. If he wants to play toe-for-toe with those guys, he needs to be able to combine previous games where he was really on point in the play-action game and also be able to throw, show that deep to intermediate accuracy outside, especially on those back shoulder balls. So we, we need to get a combined, complete game out of Baker. Flip over defensively, you look, Miles Garrett, obviously absolute beast out there. Seven tackles, four and a half sacks, four tackles for loss. Um, just an exceptional game. Now, if there was a competent coach on the other side of the field, probably would have been four and a half, but that's typically how those type of games happen. It's a mixture of good player, bad opponent, bad coaching by the opponent. Um, so, yeah, they left Jason Peters, who's old and a grandfather, I believe. Uh, I'm joking, obviously. He's old, though. I'm not joking about that. That dude is near retirement home age. Uh, left him one-on-one with Miles Garrett multiple times, and that's not ideal. Um, you don't want to do that. I believe that's one of the first things they learn in coaching school is uh, don't leave a old, slow, bad left tackle one-on-one with the best defensive end in the league. I, I think that's the first thing they teach there. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but uh, yeah, seems like a reasonable thing to expect. Uh, Jeremiah Wiscormo, absolutely outstanding all over the field. Had a very high PFF grade in the low 90s, I believe, as well. Just fantastic play out of him. <laughs> Denzel Ward came back, bounced back, did exactly everything you asked out of him and Greg Newsom was also absolutely fantastic as a rookie was probably the best defensive rookie this week if we're being honest uh Jadavion Clowney really stepped up Tack McKinley stepped up had a lot of good plays out of them Ronnie Harrison was very good and you look you look Malik McDowell had a decent game and Grant Delpit was doing everything Grant Delpit was carrying Allen Robinson in the slot 
And if you can have that sort of versatility, it really allows you to do a lot with these big nickel sets with him and Harrison and John Johnson out there. If you have that kind of versatility and then you can also go dime and have him not be a negative player in man-to-man coverage against those type of guys. If you want to throw a Troy Hill on the shiftier slot receiver, if a team goes, let's say, like 10 personnel where they have four receivers out there, if you have a Cole Beasley type when we face the Bills, if we face the Bills, and you want to have Delpit in the slot as well, he has shown the ability to be able to do that if we want to go man on those guys have our and leave two safeties free. And so that versatility is very, very beneficial, especially for those pass-heavy teams, like like I said before, like the Bills. The Being able to play dime against the Bills is extremely beneficial. And you, you look at the Bears' offense. They, they had their struggles. They had a lot of struggles in pass protection, and Justin Fields obviously didn't necessarily help himself. But it's not entirely on him. Six for 20, 68 yards, took nine sacks. And yes, is some of that on Justin Fields holding the ball a bit too long, trying to make a play, not just stepping up through the pocket, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage, maybe get a couple yards instead of actually trying to make a play? Yes. some A, a few of those are on him. A few of those are the fact that the Browns had fantastic coverage throughout the day. Some of those are going to be on poor offensive line play, and then some of those are going to be on Matt Nagy not knowing how to scheme a brick. He, if Honestly, if you put Allen Robinson against a brick, I don't think he would be able to scheme Allen Robinson open, even though Allen Robinson's a top 10 receiver in the NFL. I just want to get this point across. Matt Nagy is a bad coach. Uh, if you are a Ohio State fan and you want Justin Fields to succeed, the one thing you also should want is for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to both be fired. They are bad at their jobs. Um, on the ground, the Bears also did very badly. So not really getting much out of there. A uh, little bit over three yards of carry, 13 carries, 46 yards. <sighs> Pretty bad. Held Allen Robinson to two catches for 26 yards. Very, very good for the Browns and obviously had a lot of different people on him. Um, yeah, you you look and it's not like this Bears defense played bad. This Bears defense played pretty solid. It's a good defense. Do they have their issues? Yes. They they need a corner too. They need a nickel. Um, they, they could use a little bit more depth. Like, I don't enjoy seeing a late day three pick being a integral part of a rotation on the defensive line in Tonga out of BYU. It's not ideal. Um, you, you'd prefer to not have that. You got some older guys along that defensive line at the edge position that they could use some more depth at, like, this defense isn't perfect, but like it's a top half of the league defense, probably even a little bit better when they're all healthy and playing well. When you have a elite edge rusher, when you have an elite corner, and you have an elite linebacker, which at their best, Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson can be that, and Khalil Mack is always that. When you have that, that's a recipe for having a top 10 defense despite deficiencies throughout. 
So you might not have the most depth, but just with how good the stars are, if you can get decent play out of the rest of these guys. And again, their defensive line, older, but solid. I wouldn't look for it to be something great going into the future, but it's solid for now. And then with Khalil Mack makes it really good. Uh, So Roquan Smith provides a lot of athleticism there. He did have nine tackles, five solo. Uh, Khalil Mack did rack up two sacks. Robert Quinn had a sack and a half. Mario Edwards had a sack. Like, you look at some of these older guys that, yes, they might not have been the best, biggest-named guys when they were brought in, but they're contributors that know what they're doing and are veteran presence along that defensive line. And, you know, they do their job. And they did a pretty good job day against a pretty good Browns line. I didn't think the Browns O-line was fantastic. I thought Jedrick Wills really struggled, especially with his mobility. There were a couple plays where he was just beat off the snap. And, you know, you, you don't want to see it, but I when Hans went out there, it was also a bit of a struggle because you're looking at guy that's a backup guard slash tackle out there playing left tackle against Khalil Mack. It's not an ideal situation. So obviously you do want to try Jedrick, but it was just very evident that he was not ready and I don't want to risk further injury. So until he's ready, I don't think you play him. I think you hope Hubbard gets back and you hope Jedrick's healthy, but if Jedrick's not healthy, you just don't play him. It's it, it sucks, but you got to do what's best for you long-term. And I understand that protect protecting Baker, protecting these running backs is very important. But you have four other really good guys right now that are healthy. You can get away with trying to help a guy out that's a below-average player at that position because he's a backup, so obviously he's below average. Uh, having a backup-caliber player play you can make up for it. You aren't going to get them killed. This isn't 2018 where if you're missing a single starter, you go from being a bottom 5-0 line to being one of the worst offensive lines in history. This isn't that. This is a really good offensive line that right now is going through a lot of injury concerns at tackle. So, you know, you work through it, you hope for the best, and you got to Make sure guys get healthy. You can't be worried about them playing every single game. Now, when we look at and pressure and quarterback hits, it really shows just how effective the Browns' edge rushers were in this game. I wasn't the biggest fan of what the defensive tackles did. They were fine. I didn't love anything they did. I thought they could have been better. I didn't really see a lot out of them to pop off the screen. But, yeah, defensively, this was a very good performance. The Bears obviously struggle. They don't have a good coach. Offensively, they don't have a good line, so it really makes for struggle. They don't have depth at the skill positions. It's it's not it's not a good test. We'll leave it at that. It's not a very good test for this defense, but they showed what they want to do, and this is really the first game they've had all three of their safeties out there. And even our fourth safety was out with LeCount out. So you saw some MJ Stewart. Guess what? When everyone's healthy, he ain't playing. So 
All those MJ Stewart snaps that we saw wasn't a ton, but we did see a good amount. Those go to LeCount when LeCount's healthy. And, you know, you, you want better linebacker play, but I thought Owus Koromo was fantastic. You want the rest of those guys to really step it up. On special teams, Demetric Felton, very good. Seven returns, 103 yards, 14.7 average on punts. Uh, didn't have a kick return. Uh, that's a very good, consistent returner right there. He was really showing how shifty he can be. He was able to find gaps, shoot gaps. And you know what? Him doing that, hey, they don't, and I've only got him an extra 5, 10 yards on some of those. But guess what? Those 5, 10 yards add up. That's 10 yards. That's a first down. That's one free first down for you. You don't even have to worry about it. The, those yards mean a lot. They they really do help you out a ton. So I really do think that having him back there is very effective. I thought he was good as a pass catcher. Baker missed him wide open. Could have been a touchdown. Would have for sure been a first down. Um, missed him on that. Could have had a very effective day receiving as well. Didn't really get much. Didn't get any run as a running back. But right now he's really trying to fill in. Get some of those reps that Jarvis normally takes as that shifty slot receiver that gets the ball and just gets open quickly because you look at like Higgins and Schwartz and those type of guys they're not really that Higgins is more that intermediate route runner going to be able to use his skills to get open really good at finding spots and zones he can fill in that role for Jarvis when you're looking for someone that can find a hole in his own in zone coverage he does that very well just like Jarvis Schwartz adds a different element there as a speed guy, but can also do those Jets motions that you get a lot out of Jarvis with. And then you look at the rest of the game where you really want Jarvis to get the ball in his hand early, and that's a lot where Demetrius Felton's getting his run. Only two catches, but he did get three targets, 13 yards. But I thought he was very impressive. I think that looks like a very good pick in the sixth round on back-to-back years now with Donovan Peoples-Jones really blossoming at this point. And then I think Jamie Gillen, another week of struggles at punter. Two punts, 82 yards, long of 48. So if your long is 48, that, that really is indicative of just not a very good second punt. Yeah, 34 yards on your second punt. That's just not good enough. I'm sorry, Jamie Gillen. That's three weeks in a row now, actually, with a very poor performance. He's He has to be, at this point, you have to be worried about his job. You have to be able to find someone to do it. He's, he's not playing well. He's playing very badly. That's another negative. Just looking at it, it wasn't very obvious because he only got two punts, but going back, looking at the stats... You, I'm sorry, you're an NFL punter, unless there, it can happen occasionally, but you can't have multiple games where you're kicking it 20, 30 yards on one of your punts. That's just going to be unacceptable once we get to play good teams. Now, another bright spot, back to a bright spot, Chase McLaughlin, four for four, two for two on extra points, Long kick of 57, third longest in Browns history, longest since 1980, where the Browns kicked a 60-yarder. So 
very impressive. Now that ball looked dead. If we're being honest, it looked awful. It looked it looked terrible off his foot. Like, but you know the the end result. It's not quarterback. It doesn't matter how it happens. With kicking, we're worried more about the result rather than the process. As long as the result is happening, we can live with not ideal process. With quarterback, you obviously, and with kicker, you want the process to be good no matter what. But like, if the kicks go in, you're not going to mess with the kicks. That's like a, a shooter. Shooter can have awful form. If ball goes in the hoop, ball goes in the hoop. Does not matter. If that ball looks awful coming off the hand, who cares? Same thing with kickers. If ball looks awful coming off the foot, I don't care. If it goes in and it goes far and it goes straight, I don't really care how, if I'm being honest. Like if I have a choice between someone that has a good process and good results or just good results, I'm taking the process because that's when you have the right process and the ball is looking good consistently off the foot, the ball is going a consistent distance, consistently going straight, that is more relevant in terms of predicting future success. But current success, it doesn't really matter. Current success, it doesn't matter. It's all about future success. It's more predictive that someone where the ball looks good coming off his foot, goes straight, all that stuff. That's predictive of him being a good kicker long term. But for now, the ball is going in. That's what matters. So, yeah, overall, we went back and forth a lot. Skill positions, Chubb struggled a bit. The rest of the guys were really good. Baker struggled a bit, but had his bright spots. Chubb had his bright spots, too. I don't want to have anybody thinking that I don't think Chubb played well. I thought Chubb played pretty well. But, you know, 3.8 is pretty low for Nick Chubb. Um, it had to come back down to earth at some point. I believe he was at like 6.8 or 6.9 yards per carry. And so it had to come back down to earth at some point. This was game it did. Good thing it was because the defense really held up. So rather have it happen this game than in the future. But, yeah, you, you want better performance out Chubb. The rest of the guys played pretty well. Baker, you need more consistency, especially in that play-action game. Like I said, I thought his intermediate accuracy was pretty good. His deep ball was, eh, it wasn't the best. That was one of the struggles. But overall, not the worst Baker performance, but just could have been better. Same with Chubb. Not the worst, but could have been better. Defense was pretty good all around. You really want to see them get healthy at, at uh, not corner, up uh, linebacker. And you really want better performance out of defensive tackles. Edges played well, corners played well, safeties played well. Felton played well, McLaughlin played well on special teams, and we're going to be looking to see if Gillen keeps up this poor performance streak. That's really what you got to look for into the future. And so now we go forward, we take what we learn from this game, and we try to apply it to a new team, the Minnesota Vikings, who we will play next week, week four. And... That'll be a fun one. I mean, Minnesota has a very similar game plan, a very similar structure of how they're built. They have very good receivers and playmakers. They have a good running game. Uh, they don't have quite the offensive line that we do, but their offensive line is solid. They 
do draft very well on the interior. They've struggled to really hit on those tackles, but you know, hopefully they have enough to fill in there for their sake. Um, especially given what we just saw here. So really got to hope for they're going to be hoping that their tackles are adequate enough. Their interior is pretty good. They can run the ball pretty well. A lot of zone runs, just like the Browns do with a lot with Chubb. Um, very good running back in Dalvin Cook and a pretty good defense all around. Much improved from last year. Don't don't let the numbers fool you. Uh, corner is pretty rough. They, I don't know, really know who they're going to cover. Uh, even like their higher draft pick, Cam, not super high, but Cam Dantzler was a starter before, is benched at the moment. Um, no idea when he gets back out there. The rest of them, it's whatever. I don't think they're particularly talented in the secondary. Harrison Smith, obviously, very good safety for them. Um, pretty good linebacker core. Solid enough at edge rusher. Uh, not ideal, but not the worst edge rushing group. Same with defensive tackle. It's not the worst. They're fine. They'll be fine. I think the Browns should pull this one out again, but we got to really take what we learn from this game, especially offensively, and really put it forward into the future as we prepare for this week four game against the Minnesota Vikings. That'll be it today. We will be back later to preview the Browns week four game against the Vikings. Let's get fired up.